Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott's Got a Podcast, and today I'm joined by Chris Turner. Chris, how are we? Yeah, I'm great. Yourself? I'm very well, mate. And we're also joined by Ian Lyle. Ian, how are we? Can't complain. I can't complain at all, Scott. Cheers. So, uh, we will be watching uh, the Rangers game and the St. Johnson game tonight, and Chris will be watching the Ross County versus Celtic game. And Chris, we all know what happened last time Celtic and Ross County played each other, mate. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> so Ian, you and I will be watching the Rangers game and I just want to go through uh, both teams right now. So St. Johnson are starting with Clark and Goals, uh, Rooney, Gordon, uh, McCart, Booth, Davidson, Bryson, Willerspoon, Conway, Kane, McNamara. And Rangers are starting with Al McGregor, James Tavernier, Connor Golson, Halander, Barisic, Kamara, Aribo, Davis, Kent, Hadji and Ruth. Ian, what do you make of that Rangers team? It's quite worth mentioning actually that uh, they reckon it's a five-three-two for St Johnson. It's a you know the Rangers four-three-three. I think it's a super strong Rangers team. Like, they're clearly taking it seriously. It's not no rotation. I think, I think that's basically our first team we're playing. Well, I suppose Hadji's not been a starter. Yeah, I thought Hadji no, done really well when he came on. I see the weekend there. Hadji done really well when he came on. I thought he completely changed the oh, game. He was brilliant. Yeah, and it's good to see him get a start tonight. You know. Him, him and Joe coming on completely changed the game entirely. Oh, save me big eating as well, mate. Oh, big said the Ted. Oh, Love mate, him. I know. <laughs> I know, you see against St Mirren, right? We'll go into that St Mirren game quite soon, mate, but Eaton didn't have a good game at all that night. Not many Rangers players that night had a good game. I don't think discussing that game is part of my contract, Scott. <laughs> but, uh, it was St Mirren were phenomenal, I came to <laughs> I know, you can't complain. Like, I put on Twitter right after the game... Uh, there was no excuses uh, for us losing that. Like I'm not going to try and blame the ref or whatever. You know, like we deserve to lose that game. You know, and see on paper going into that game, I thought right, that's a good enough to make beats at Mirren. And obviously, it wasn't. You know, but looking back and reflecting on the game, I think Gerard just should have put out his strongest eleven. Right, had the game done and dusted uh, by at least the sixtieth minute, and then bring on your Bassies, your Zungus, etc. I don't personally think that the, the team wasn't strong enough. I think the team was more than adequate to like win that game. It was just it was a bad day at office, in my opinion. Yeah, it was. It was definitely bad. It was just after my opinion. But then, yeah, like, we'll never get better by playing hard games. Yeah, like it was a definitely a bad day at the office, right? And we all know Bass is a young boy, right? And we see the potential in him, you know. But yeah, seeing that game, you see, it was clear for everyone to see the lack of experience he's got, you know. So. I think, looking back at it, I would have started the strongest 11. Then, when the game was uh, done and dusted, then bring on uh, like your Zungus and your Bassies. Um, but it was it was a real sore one to take, you know, because St Mirren set up really, really well. And I did say to Graham last week, who's on the podcast, I said, Mirren, man, like, it'd be, it'd be very unfair for us to underestimate St Mirren, you know. And it wasn't like the Rangers players got complacent. Uh-huh. I think St Mirren just were more hungrier than us, you know, and it was a real soul one to take, it was, it was a real disappointment, you know, and I can understand why questions were getting asked to Rangers, you know, because there was no excuse for us not to go on and win that cup, that was a great opportunity, because you had Celtic, uh, who got knocked out, Aberdeen got knocked out, so it was set up for us to win it. 
I was it was definitely a game of two halves. Watching the game, the first half we looked pretty decent, just sort of comfortable, got the lead, sort of began just sort of strolling it. Second half, Samirin came out and they just wanted it. I don't think we could ever. I think we couldn't. Once they accelerated beyond us, we couldn't keep up with them. Yeah, I know exactly. Uh, so I think Samirin that's um, eleven games unbeaten right now. Which is a remarkable achievement for a club like St Mirren. You know, it looks like Goodwin's really getting uh, a train out these players. I think that, I think that, that, that excludes the, the Covid awards, the Doncaster double hat trick, does it not, though? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Chris, how's... Uh, That's uh, so, Chris, uh, how's uh, Celtic started? Uh, won a few corners, but um, no clear-cut opportunities from them. Yeah. yeah, Rangers seem to be just sort of passing the ball around now, nothing crazy going on. Yeah, it's been quite a slow start, you know, just... Um, and, oh, could, uh, you, we need to talk about that, the game at the weekend. Motherwell setting up with a 5-5-0. We can't argue if I was losing a goal that early and letting them do it, but... Yeah, it, like, I, almost, I think that was a game plan all along anyways, think, even if he didn't score early doors. Oh, 100%. But I actually had an opinion, I can't remember if one of my friends said that. That, um, Motherwell actually should have maybe scored if they could five or ten minutes later. I think they had to hold on for too long, and that's how we ended up winning. See if they scored that goal five ten minutes later. I don't think we come back. See last season, uh, Ian, um, that was a game we would have lost a hundred percent. You know, like that was a game we would have lost, and you see how far this team has came. And there was a lot of questions getting asked the Rangers team going into this game, like, okay, how we need a reaction, <clears throat> we need to bounce back after that defeat out the cup to St Mirren. And the Rangers players didn't let us down whatsoever. They they were fighting right right up until the final whistle, and we deserved to win that game because Motherwell deserved nothing out of that at all, you know. Um, so that was a huge huge win, and credit to Gerard, he made some fantastic substitutions as well. Um, and, and as we were saying, that completely changed the game, turned the game upside down, and that's something we we have criticised Gerard in the past of like doing where he's not made substitutions at the right time you know but he made them spot on in Saturday against Motherwell yeah I have to agree 100% with that like we have we've been quite vocal about his subs in the past couple of seasons but he did you know he hooked the folk at half time he was, he was quick and decisive some really strong subs the commentator I'm pretty sure kept saying sacrifice a centre-back sacrifice a centre-back and I just thought no you can't that's far 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 too early to be doing that stuff like that because all it takes is then to get one more cut attack yeah. Although, like you said, they weren't even going for a counter-attack. They had a striker as deep as a defenders. It wasn't even as if it was the classic Mourinho ball where you've got your, your striker just sitting at the halfway line to do the counter. They yeah. had no interest in that at all. Like, I'm but not going to have a go. They did it well. Yeah, I'm not going to have a go at Motherwell for doing that. Right? I can I can like completely understand Absolutely why not, they're yeah. going to do that. You know, It makes perfect sense because Motherwell know we're a much better team. Uh, so, of course, they're going to set up very defensive so I'm not going to criticise him for it. I get it, I understand it. If I was Stephen Robinson, that's something I would do, you know, because, <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of shithouse football, mate. I love parting the bus, especially against, uh, on FIFA against you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the worst part of FIFA against you. We're both sitting there parking the bus. We don't actually, we're putting the ball to each other because we don't want it. Oh, mate, remember that but, time um, we were in yours, right? And then <laughs> maybe had it with some of the boys. And then, mate, they were so bored watching our game, man. It was like nil, nil, <laughs> fucking no attacks whatsoever, man. It was like, it was brutal to watch, man. Like, people were actually going to sleep. <laughs> a war of attrition. It's all about the possession game. <laughs> exactly. Game looking for that right opportunity, man. Just looking for that wee bit of space. <laughs> But did you not think actually about the regards to the Motherwell game that it was a complete polar opposite 
like a night and day compared to when they came the the, the, the previous game where they played a super super open aggressive game and yeah, they lost five one. Them. But yeah, it's, it's a strange, complete twist. Yeah, <clears throat> I remember when Motherwell scored. Um, I looked over the touchline. Uh, the, well, the camera went to the touchline. Stephen Robinson didn't celebrate. <laughs> so are you there, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, <laughs> I wish, man. Uh, big David Edgar, though. I'm so jealous of him being able to go to Ibrox and watch the football. You know, but yeah, the, the camera went over. Scott Scott season pass. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that's it. I know I'm going to get on the Rangers about that. Get a wee Scott Scott season pass, man. It has to be done. <laughs> so, um, uh, the camera went over Stephen Robinson, right? And he didn't even celebrate because he knew, right? Rangers are going to come back from this, you know. But see, as the game was going on, and I was getting a bit worried. I was, I was like, no, man, this is going to be one of these days where we're going to lose and our season's going to go downhill. I was really panicking, you know, but the players did not give up at all and we got the reaction that we wanted. That's a yellow card, in my opinion, for that Rooney for St Johnston. Let me see, see that there? I think I'm a wee bit behind you. He was, he was, fo- he was falling into the, the barrier with Hadji and he actually pulls Hadji and throws him into the barrier after he's got him back up. Hold on, I think I'm just a wee bit behind you. What minute yet, Scott? I am at the 13th minute. Oh, no, you're ahead of me. I'm behind you. All right, I missed that then. (laughs) I missed that. Um, I'm I'm 13 minutes now. All right. It's going to know another day whenever there's a goal, you're going to spoil it 10 seconds ahead of me now. Oh, mate, I remember when... (laughs) I remember when... uh, I think we're playing Galatasaray. And then I'm like, yeah, let's go. And then you're like, oh, mate, you've just heavy spoiled it. And I'm like, you need to put the Scott School chat in mute, mate. (laughs) If we're watching it on the stream, that's what I always do, man. Uh, I think I had the bad team was like a whole minute behind, so I was just sitting there watching every single attack, like, here it is, here it is, here it is. <laughs> yeah. I've already got Sky Sports in the background, so I, I'll probably will get a goal spoiled for me, but it is what it is. So I need, obviously we need to keep up to date with other scores. How are the other scores looking? So no nil still? Yeah, no nil. Oh! Any, any clear-cut chances yet from uh, Celtic or Ross County? Counted a dangerous cross into the box and it made the head of the county player, but it went wide. Oh, Gwen Camara there, oh. decent shot outside the box. Oof. Just dipping over Oof, the bar. I just, I just saw that there, roof of the net. Yeah, but Chris, I need to ask you at the weekend there, big result for you, he's beating Hearts in the Scottish Cup final, getting the quadruple treble. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. Um, the first half, I felt as though it was football very much like the Celtic team were accustomed to seeing. Um, and then second half, it felt like it was just all going to fall apart. And um, there was a couple of chances from Edward that it felt as though that we didn't take those chances and that it felt like those were going to come back and bite us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the first half, though, Celtic completely dominated. Uh, and then I think everyone was thinking at that point, right, Celtic have got the cup. That's it, done and dusted. Celtic are going to go on, do the quad, uh, quadruple, quad, quadruple treble, and then Hearts come back, second half, and they were right up for it. And yet again, Chris, the Celtic defence let the team down. Like, that was some real shambolic defending. Like, when Stephen Hearts equalised in the in extra time, I was like, right, Celtic will still go on and win this, but... Like, that defence is embarrassing, man. Like, there's some real, real concerns going into the the game in the 2nd of January. Like, you must have some concerns, like, with that defence. Because I put in Twitter that I, I reckon 
Rangers are going to have a field day with that defence because it's that bad. I have, this is the worst Celtic defence I've seen in 10 years, honestly. Yeah, um, they like up in his late fault again. Um, they like a broken record saying that, but uh, yeah. Yeah, and so when, when it went to penalties, when it went to penalties, like, see if Hearts had any good penalty takers, they would have won that, you know. And the saves that Conor Hazard made were basic saves, you know. Like, it's not... <laughs> I, like, I've seen some Celtic fans, like, really praising him, you know. I'm like, the guy let in three goals, right? I know he's a, a young keeper on that, but there were basic saves to make and the, the, he was up against poor penalty takers. Yeah, there wasn't um, a great deal in the penalties to save, to be honest. Um, credit to him for making them indeed um, on, like, his first, first penalty shootout and what, three, four starts, so... Because that's what I actually thought it was going to make us lose. Um, the fact that we had such a young and experienced keeper in between the sticks for the shootout. Um, and then the third penalty when Craig Gordon saved that. Um, all Hearts had to do was score our next one. It would have been match point Hearts and all the pressure would have been on us. But um, fortunately, as you said, um, not great penalty takers. Um, poor penalties and pretty routine saves for Hazard to make. Mm-hmm. And I, honestly, I, I felt really bad for Hearts. Like, not just saying this because I'm a Rangers fan. I think Hearts deserved to win that game. They really did, because the the, the 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 work that they put in, the the performance that they put in, they came back from two 0 down, then they came back in extra time, and to lose on penalties that will sting with Hearts for a long, long time. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously. Yeah. Being a Celtic fan and that, I don't hold too much on for Hearts. But um, one player I did feel it for was um, Craig Gordon, of course. Um, obviously, left for us on a free in the summer to go back to Hearts and um, compete for first-team football with his uh, boyhood, boyhood club. Um, so, yeah, I did, did feel a bit sorry for him. Um, obviously, if he was still here, he would have won it. Oh, Golden's uh, getting treated right now, I mean... I think Tinkin says he's away. Uh, oh, is he just away right now? Yeah, ah, he'll be back soon. I, uh, I was uh, uh, Connor Goldson's down right now. Uh, looked like a barge, we elbow into the not like a blatant elbow, but looked like uh, a wee barge into Connor Goldson's uh, chest. So, uh, he's no, not his chest. He's getting treated for. I need to see this again. I need to see this again. Right, so. Oh no, Kane's back goes right into the side of Connor Goldson. Uh, so it does. Uh, they were trying to jump up for the ball, then I ah, looked at a real sore one for Goldson, but hopefully he's okay. From Pong's thing, a wee knock back to the back of the head here. Um, it was actually him and the county player were quite close to each other, in close proximity to the referee. I'm just watching replay it now. It was like their legs get tangled, and then the referee's arms sort of flying back. and catches uh, Frimpong on his way to the ground mm-hmm. oh, Zedlar, I'm sorry <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I, knew it was. Like, I can understand uh, like Chris Kane like, being quite physical tonight because that's all like, that's just what he's been brought in to do be physical and obviously try and put pressure on the Rangers defence you know um, so yeah Goldson's uh, just getting treated now looks like he's, he's, they're, they're looking at his shoulder 
He's, and he's, aye, so that's what we're looking at just now. He's off right now getting some treatment. So hopefully uh, St. Johnson don't take advantage of us by only having 10 men on the pitch. Edward looks like he's okay here. He's going to the sideline, but I'm sure he'll be okay. Sorry, Scott. What's happened to um, Goldson? I just came back there. Sorry. All right. So, uh, Chris Kane, uh, like they were jumping up for the ball, and Chris Kane's back. We went right into Goldson's side, right? But it looks like he's getting treatment for his shoulder right now. So he's off uh, getting some treatment. Um. So hopefully St. Johnson uh, don't take advantage of us having ten men on the pitch. Uh, so I'm walking off, sort of trying to take like that. Yeah. Ah, uh, he's back on. Looks in the Yeah, I don't think it's anything too serious, you know. But I was, as I, I was just saying, there, I can understand why St. Johnson might be quite physical tonight, and why Chris Kane might be because they need to put some pressure on other uh, centre halves, you know. And St. Johnson are a physical team; they've always been like that. Uh, and it looks like Callum Davidson's uh, adopt and uh, and continued that. Style from Tommy Wright. Uh, well, I mean, he's, he's definitely up to the physicality, but he's not up to the defensiveness. Like, this is... They're right up the pitch. They seem up for it. Yeah, I think they definitely took belief. I, they, I think they took, definitely took belief after that Celtic result and seeing us uh, lose to St Mirren. Aye, wouldn't surprise me. Try and choke us out quite early up the pitch. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, there'll be chance for an outside the box there, but it went wide. Yeah, it's, uh, we're looking okay so far. So we are. Um, oh, I was going to ask you, Ian, right? That's what I was thinking about. See, Ryan Kent, do you think he needs to be breakout the team? Because the last couple of games, I don't think he's been great and he just he looks like he needs a rest. He looks completely done in. Uh, if, you look, if you look at his form compared to like when he, the beginning of the season where he was sort of just firing all cylinders, it's a bit different. But I still think he's done a, a very good role in it. I feel as if if he was playing bad, like truly bad, he wouldn't be in the team. I think Gerard and Bill are seeing that he's doing the same way as Morelos, even when he's not scoring goals, he's still got a role in the team. I feel Kent's very much that same sort of ilk. And you can't really drop when you don't notice him. Yeah, do you know what I was actually thinking at the weekend, right? I was like, right, for a game against St Johnston, I was thinking we could start a roof out right then out left put Hadji there because obviously Hadji can play in behind out left out right so I was thinking right give Kent a wee rest because he's been playing non-stop this season mate you know and I think that's why we haven't been seeing a lot of him going forward and being that much attacking for it as he usually is you know I know he got assists at the weekend right but in my opinion overall he didn't have a fantastic game so at this game I would have actually dropped him put him on the bench just to give him a wee break out of the team and I think that's what he's needing and see Alfie's B break out the team, see he's on the bench tonight. I think that's going to do him the world of good, you know. But we definitely have missed Alfie, like, over the last couple of games. Because even though he's not getting in the goals, his link-up play, his physicality is, like, tremendous. And we were really missing that when he wasn't uh, in the team. And in terms of goals, you can see it we score. That comes from Alfie just dropping deep. Everyone's saying he's dropping too deep and stuff like that. I guess it Comes deep for the ball and both set backs follow. Oh yes! One 0 Is it onside? Yes, by Kamal Roof on the rebound. Are we in a snake? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. We're live, mate. We're live. <laughs> Kamara's got the ball. That was lovely, by Left with a dig. Oh, that's a, that's a proper poacher's goal. Oh, lovely. Wonderful. Like great, great instinct. Very Chris Boyd esque. Three goals in what two games for Big Kamara. What did you say? 
I don't know if you can compare Kemar Roof to the the greatest striker ever to grace Scottish soil yet. Mm, that's true, mate. I know he's on another level. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I like that goal. It was uh, well taken from Hadji there. And uh, Kamar Roof, as you say, brilliant striker instinct to be beyond the, the rebound for that. Brilliant start. So like you, you, can see, you can see Roof peel, well, uh, peel wide and then just drift back in. Defender, after, after he peels wide, the defender has interest in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon with that. So we just need to not get complacent, try and get this game done and dusted as early as possible. But yeah, Hadji definitely deserves his start in the team because his uh, performances against Poznan and at the weekend there merits it completely. The question is for me actually, not regarding Hadji, regarding um, ending the game sort of thing. How many goals would you say puts the game to bed these days? Because as we saw of yes. Jared recently, he's scoring tons, scoring you know almost eight goals and still wanting more. Yeah, I would like. Chris, to Chris. <laughs> yeah, oh, 1 0, uh, Chris at uh, Celtic Park. I imagine yeah, uh, Celtic winning 1 0. So let's hear it. Yeah, David Turnbull from in, just inside the box, 1 uh, 0. So, Chris, uh, it has to be said, David Turnbull's been a real asset for you ever since he's came into the Celtic team. Like, he's been tremendous, it has to be said. Just watch a replay of the goal. It's brilliant play from. Frimpong on the outside of the box, say nutmegs the county defender, Reed, and then right, gathers the ball in, Turnbull's there completely unmarked. Um, but yeah, back to your original point, uh, yeah, Turn- Turnbull, since he's came into the Celtic squad, is a move I've been trying out for, for weeks, and um, I think he's really going to keep Scott Brown out of the team, even keep Ryan Christie out of the team. Um, I need to ask you, Chris, what do you make of Scott Brown's actions in the cup final at the weekend against Hearts? I think it's funny bit of trolling. I know you think it was embarrassing, but uh, it doesn't like a wee bit of one-upsmanship when you're a professional footballer. No, but I did find it quite funny, the fact that he's not been playing well all season, right? And he's up against Hearts who are in the championship and he just thinks he's like the best player there, you know, and it's... I don't know, mate. Like, I, I obviously I get why you like it, but I just think it's a big man child, to be honest. Well, please. Um, what was I going to say there? Um, I'll come back to me. Yeah. So, Ian, um, are you happy with the start so far with uh, with Rangers? I I can't complain at all. I think we're not the ball around well. We look very well organised, and we're nullifying St Johnston's attack. You know, because as you said as well, it's not like they're doing a motherwell. They're they want to get a result here. Oh, 100%. I feel as if, um, I mean, they can't argue, you're winning now up. I mean, I'm, I'm never going to make regards to that. But we haven't, that's probably our first proper chance that was scored. So, I mean, 100% rate, rate, ratio, sorry, mm-hmm. conversion rate. Just keep it up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, you know. And I was, I was going to bring this up earlier on the Motherwell game, right? Uh, just for the first goal, because it really did annoy me. See, as much as I love Bonabarisic, right? He should have done better, in my opinion. Like to, uh, he should have aggressively uh, closed down Stephen O'Donnell, and he never. It was like that ball should never have got into the box, in my opinion, because that was like if Barisic on on his day would win that ball, no problem at all. So it was very surprising to like see him not do as well. You know, I actually thought the goal was quite 
not, I mean, typical in a sort of ironic way in the term that two of our best players of the season, which is Tav and Barisic, are kind of the ones that made the goal happen. Yeah, because obviously it's Tav should have done better at the back post, yeah. Yeah, it was. I, I, kind of, I kind of grumble. I mean, it's early to let the goal in. It's no ideal, but you have to just believe you have the, we have the quality to make up for it. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think either of them put their head, never put their head down and sort of grumbled about, about the goal happening. They just sort of just got back to work, which is just it, which is leaps and bounds from the last couple of years but you'd see the heads go down yeah and I thought see um, Gerard, I love Gerard's interview after the St Mirren game where he, he actually took full responsibility for it he didn't throw the players under the bus because he was like he was right when he was saying the players have been brilliant for me all season I have no right to just sit and criticise them I need to take the blame for this and fair dues I like that you know, because a lot of people say, oh, Gerard, he likes to sometimes, if the results don't go his way, he'll throw a player under the bus. But fair play to him, he came out, admitted, right, that wasn't good enough, that was my fault. I mean, I don't know if he can... I, I have to admire him doing that, but I don't know if it is his fault. I think it's just a gen, like I said, a general bad day. I don't think M was particular to blame for that game. Yeah, because... Yeah. I feel as if blaming our players and blaming them, I just take it away from the fact that Samirin did play... Like phenomenal, and like I know Graham was was bleating a lot about how brilliant they were, and we were sort of gearing them back that ah, they wouldn't do anything to us. But it turns out like they are in incredible form, and they are I think they're reckoned with on their day. They are probably one of the best in the league. But I will, I think the form table will tell you as well. They're they're definitely making top six this year. Yeah, I think they've got a great chance to be honest. I think they have a brilliant chance to do it. You know, and I I would not put it past them whatsoever. So, but. Yeah, the, I was going to mention another thing about St Mirren game as well, like, our midfield, our midfield's been brilliant all season, but against St Mirren it was non-existent, you know, and that, that was very, very surprising to see, um, and obviously the goals we conceded too, our defence yet again as well, it was just one of those games I was blown away by, because it was so unlike us, like, our defence was, was terrible, our defensive position was awful, we gave away some really poor goals, you know, and it was just not the Rangers that we have we've known this season. Well, the way I kind of look at it is the defence have been absolutely nothing short of phenomenal this year. If they have to every cup, once once a year in a game that, honestly, the cup is obviously it's good to you know, get a nice silver shiny thing, but that isn't the priority. It's nice that they've, they've had that sort of brain fart day all together, and then that one time in a game that arguably people, some fans will say it matters, but I can say it doesn't matter. It's, I'd rather that happen in the, in the cup than happen in the league. And it seems like from watching what I've seen today and seen against Motherwell, apart from, you know, <laughs> the goal <laughs> for Motherwell, that they have just, it was just a moment of badness and then they're back into a sort of world beaten form. Like, and I get your point in that I would rather lose in the cup. Uh, than the league right I do get that you know but I think questions will be getting asked of this Rangers team until we win something you know like we could be top of the league for however long but we need to win 100%. something yeah we need to win something to silence these critics because obviously I've not won something in like 10 years right but I, I've said it all season long that well, you won the Petrovac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I was there. I'll never forget that, man. I'll never forget that. You know, when I was there to see Rangers lift the Petrovac Cup, beating Peter Head in the final, mate. Go and tell oh, my grandchildren two nil, that. 2-0. 2-0. My stream is froze. Ah, uh, get up, you <laughs> It's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I'm going to have to go and 
Johnny oh. Ball for a wonderful right Lovely pass ball through there. Big Glen Kamara. Oh, lovely. <laughs> lovely. Oh, I man, he took that very well, mate. Big, oh, mate, Big Glen is on fire tonight. On tonight? You mean if every day he wakes up? <laughs> every day, mate, he's on fire. What a ball from Johnny Ball. Those weak foot and everything just threading the needle. Oh, I know. It was, it was beautiful. So it was. So 2 0 Rangers at McDermott Park. Brilliant start for the Jails. How are the other scores looking? Any goals around the league? Um, nothing's, came up. Uh, nothing's came up in Sky Sports so far. I don't really get, uh, just, the Rangers score just came up there on Sky Sports. But by the looks of things, uh, another game that's all 0 0 and obviously Celtic 1 1 0 against Ross County. And oh, I need to mention that as well. Forgot to mention this. Um, John Hughes is back in Scottish football managing Ross County. Big Hoogie Bear, whatever his name is. <laughs> um, Ian, what do you make of that then? John Hughes, the the former Inverness manager, the, the man who knocked Celtic out the Scottish Cup semi-final to go on and beat Falkirk in the final to win it. Is that the famous headline game? The super-cargo ballistic Celtic atrocious? Or oh, is that a different one? Uh, Hibs are winning 1-0 against St Mirren. Nesbitt? No, it's not quite that manager. <laughs> <laughs> no, no um, <laughs> I John Hughes back in Scottish football then um, I was surprised at the appointment to be honest I know he'd done well at Inverness he won them the cup um, I, like, that's the thing though. I don't think Ross County fans would be happy with that obviously because their, their rivals are um, Inverness and you're obviously John Hughes ex-Inverness manager but John Hughes last job in football was at Rafe Rovers right and he took them down to League 1 and he, he like his man management of the players was ridiculous. The players hated him. So, oh, really? Yeah. So, like, that's the thing. No, it's a very, it's a weird appointment, mate. But I'm going to say this now. I think it will backfire. I do. I don't think it's going to work out. You know, uh, and Roy McGregor is a, a very ruthless chairman. Like he sacked Eric Adams, who's his son. You know, a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy. Gives no fucks, <laughs> you know. He, so he sacked the man that beat Celtic a couple weeks ago, right before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's mental, you know. So cannot understand why Kettlewell uh, got sacked. Yes, because they can't live off that result against Celtic like for the rest of the season, you know. And that's, that's the manager that's got a better a better record this year than New Zealand does. That's all I'm gonna say. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so I can understand why they sacked him. And did you see the interview? That he done the the moment he got sacked, he actually informed the reporters, yeah, you know, I've been sacked, guys, so out of respect, I'm not going to speak about yeah. the game. So I was like, fair play, I, like, that just shows you, that guy's got guts, man, like, takes it takes real bravery to go out to the press and speak to them after you've just been sacked. I, I don't know what's worse, what's a better idea, is it, is it better to let him do the interview first and then sack him, or to avoid all the questions and stuff like that and, and, and unsurety? Like, I don't know. It, I feel like it's a bit of a shitty move to sack him and then make him go do an interview. Like, yes. He's done an interview to yes. represent the club. He's no longer employed by the club. So surely he's in his rights to like, no, I'm going to do it. So again, like you're saying, that's the sort of show of his character that he went, no, I'll go out and I'll, I'll talk about it. Yeah, absolutely, you know. And uh, see the last time I had Ross County go down, mate, they went down and um, it was when they appointed Owen Coyle. Yeah, so they did. And I just <laughs> thought that was a baffling appointment in the first place, mate, because I'm like... Owen Coyle, like, I just never understood the hype around him, right? I know he done well at Bolton, right? so he did. But, yeah, I, like, see, when he went to Wigan, uh, he done terrible there, right? 
and he went to America, done terrible there. And the only reason he was getting these kind of jobs was because of his personality, you know. And that I reckon he has obviously good connections uh, to get these kind of jobs. And I can imagine he's really good at smashing interviews. So when they appointed Owen Coyle, I'm like, this is not a good fit. And I was I was proven right, you know, because when he, see when he knew the right the writing was on the wall, he walked out in Ross County because he did like he knew right I haven't got the capabilities to keep this team up, so like I was I thought it was a strange appointment. It wasn't a good fit, and then obviously County went down for it. And I'm thinking Aye, the same thing about the, the John Hughes appointment. Used to be. Sorry, you know you go. Sorry, um, what got with mine is it used to be good. He used to do it really well. But just as football's evolved, he's, he's been left behind. He's sort of like your, your Martin O'Neill, your, um, your Tony Pulis. They just they, they don't really belong in football anymore. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right, you know. And, like, also, I will mention the fact that he done really well at Burnley, got them promoted, and he done he did do well at Bolton. But he's another, like, see when things aren't going well, he'll just walk out. You know, he's got no backbone about him in that way. So... Uh, like, there's a reason he's not got a job you know and I'll be very surprised if he gets another job uh, like a, a, like another full time job after like the mess he left Ross County in what year was he he left because I don't think he's had a job since has he um, no he's not had a job since no until I oh, actually um, yeah he's actually got a job right now he's managing in India right but I'll, I'll uh, reframe the point that I just made. I don't think whatever I we don't I don't think we'll we'll see him in Scottish football or like an English football managing uh, between League Two and the the Premiership. I don't see that whatsoever. But yeah, he's managing yeah. in yeah. India right now, so I think that just kind of shows you like no one was touching him, so he had to go uh, abroad. Big money though, isn't it? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, and uh, and you didn't see in Indian football, they will pay managers a ridiculous amount. <laughs> I'd be doing the same, but I suppose if you are the one of the most unemployable managers in the world, you're going to get, and you get a big money move, you take it, you're going to take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, a run, what a run from Ryan Kent, yeah. Oh, a lovely bit of skill. As a foul, as a foul. I found referees have been not giving Ryan Kent any anything these days. Absolutely got, nothing. Mate, you got booked for a dive against St Mirren and I thought it was baffling. There was a, like, <laughs> in my yeah. opinion, it was not a dive whatsoever. And you see the, that think, referee, mate, I'm going to say this now, the referee just came across as a guy who was a young a young referee trying to make a name for himself, you know, he's trying to make it all oh, about he, him. He got called in last minute, didn't he? The referee got injured. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Last second. Yeah. In cover. And he clearly, clearly wasn't fucking ready because he was abysmal in my opinion. Yeah, he was. He was awful. But I will say now, I don't think it was abysmal, like, oh, it's pure bias, it's a conspiracy. I mean, I think he was just terrible for both sides. I think he was just... I don't think he got that message right in the entire game. I know, like, it was a lot of decisions he got, he got wrong, you know. And I'm not for... what I've never been one of those guys that will ever be like, oh, conspiracy, conspiracy. Um, oh? Oh, I don't know. Nothing's going to come for that. Um, I, like, I'm Are never going to... again? <laughs> I, um, I'm, like, I'm not one of those guys that will cry conspiracy, you know, but... I think, and same with you, Chris, like, you're not one of those Celtic fans who'd be like, oh, conspiracy, they're what you get. It's just the, the standard of refereeing in, in this country is just god-awful, that's it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like inconsistent. Um, you do wonder, you do have to question, is there ones that, that have got it in for like, certain players or if they're refereeing and there's certain teams involved? So, um, don't know what they need to do. They need to hold like a 
panel or something, um, and then tell them that the referee's got to up to this standard and that, and they want these kind of decisions across the board. Yeah. And it like mate, I've I've seen a lot of people I've seen a lot of people saying like yeah let's bring in foreign referees but that's not going to happen anytime soon when we're in a global pandemic you know yeah and travel bans the new variant strain that's just came out so yeah can't implement that during this I don't think that will affect uh, European football because I think it's just for January right so you see when Rangers play in the Europa League in February. Like the we'll I think we'll still be allowed to travel because I think it's um essential travel only. Like we'll really traveling for what like, work commitments or whatever. So business, yeah. What Chris? Mind you, the uh, yeah that's what I was just saying. Uh, like work um, business purposes. So I'd imagine that would be allowed. Like, obviously, it depends if things don't get shut down again. Yeah. Um, Denmark, I remember, uh, they had to have a friendly cancel because there was a strain linked to Minx. Oh, really? Yeah, that was um, during the last international break of the year. Mind they called all the Minx in. I remember that, I Yeah, I remember they couldn't have a game played for some because of it. What a bizarre scenario. <laughs> My madness. I don't really think in the, in the first level, is there? <laughs> nah. Anyway, this, this game, um, there was a couple of good corners from Turnbull. Um, it was going to fall for Julian, but the county defender knocked it behind again. And um, following corner, another terrific delivery from Turnbull. Found the head of Ayer, but it was wide. Then counted a shot on target straight at um, Hazard, and Edwards just said, one deflected, wound up on target, but a comfortable enough save. Oh, lovely ball there from Connor Goldson. That tumble seems to be dancing to the dead ball situation for Celtics. I, I, I did hear, I've got quite a few Celtics to it. Celtic supporting friends that always moan about Christie's corners, saying it never beats the first man and blah, 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 blah. It seems as his tumble stepped in, he's just, from the, from the first set piece, has been nailed down as every piece. <laughs> oh, yeah, it feels like. Almost any delivery finds ahead of someone, at least. I mean, there was no surprise he had qualities. Uh, he didn't see it, but he had good quality. It was just injury, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. I think I see what you meant. You made a nice for that, Scott. Could have spilled that again. Oh, I know. I like... That's what I was thinking. Like, see, um, when Kent shot that, I was like, right, that's going to come out for the rebound again. So, see, for the rest of this game, see, yeah, the St. Johnson goalkeeper... He will have that in his mind because he already made that mistake earlier on in the game. So that's what that's what I'm liking so far from Rangers. We're having more shots outside the box to make Clark feel uncomfortable, you know. And that psychologically that will be on his mind now. And you can see it right now. He's looking a bit nervy anytime we're having a dig outside the box. I mean, it's the classic football fan da reactions make the keeper work in it. Yeah, that's what it is. The more the keeper works, the more unless he's making you know world day saves, the more he has to handle the ball, the less confidence he have in his defence, and the more he'll worry. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You know, and uh, speaking of Celtic, does uh, have any of you been seeing some of the clips on Twitter of uh, Arsenal fan TV? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I thought you meant the, I thought you meant the guy running about his pants. No, no, Arsenal fan <laughs> oh, TV is shambolic. Oh mate, 
Like, see, last night I was binge watching some of the some of the clips on YouTube. Oh my god, mate! It is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I was literally in tears watching it, man. Like, oh, I see that. I did. His name's DT, right? And <laughs> oh, mate, it was hilarious. My dad just smashed his phone because uh, a super chat got put in, and then some guy was like, "DT needs to stop comparing Arteta to Emery," and he was like, "I never, never done that." He got pure rage and smashed his phone over it. It just stormed off the set. I'm like, oh. At times I'm thinking they've got to be acting, right? But I don't think, I don't they, think are. they are. I think they're. I love the passion, right? But my God, man, it is brilliant entertainment. <laughs> it's good to see that although England have quadruple the wages, half the rivalry, and double the fucking ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, can you imagine if, if Arsenal if went any, down this season? If any of my fan bases, if any of the I saw anyone on Rangers TV, or I'm sure Chris will say that same thing. Anyone on Celtic TV. Did anything like that? That'd be on Twitter for the next twenty years. Every time Celtic or Rangers score against each other, be that video of him smashing his phone up. Oh no! Be immortalized, mate. Like, can right, Can you imagine if they went down? Can you imagine the meltdown of Arsenal fan TV, mate? Oh, I'd love it. Well, I mean, like, it'd be fucking amazing just to see a big team go down. You know what I mean? Because I, I do. I don't really hate Arsenal. I like Arsenal, but then. There are always teams, much like my, my, my mother club, man, you, that sort of do live in the past and that, like, we used to be really good so we can get back there. There's no guarantee. Liverpool managed it, but it took them 20 years, so maybe we should be a bit more patient. Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen that clip um, of the Arsenal fan going right up to the camera and he was like, I hope Brighton get relegated. I hope Brighton get relegated. You're a cheat. You're a cheat. <laughs> Have you seen that? Oh, is that because that, that, that my, my pie um, injured Leno, wasn't that? Yeah. That was a hundred percent intentional. That was shocking, in my opinion. Oh, it's hilarious, this, man. Have you seen this footage about the Harry Kane thing about like what he does, like go underneath defenders and stuff like that and flipping them over? Have you seen that video at all? Um, no. So a defender jumping up for a header to go like clear the ball, he will like turn his back and back into them. Oh yeah, he feel like bends over completely, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, which apparently that's banned in every other sport, like basketball. Uh, rugby, NFL, purely because it's like that breaks folks' necks. Oh, right, I didn't because know. Because he's English. Because he's English, you can do whatever he wants, can't you? <laughs> Honestly, see, see, see if it was, um, see if England got knocked out of the World Cup, for example, by any foreigner, and that happened once in the game, there'd be calls around, around the globe for it, be screeching and, oh, they're ruining the game, but because it's an English player, oh, I don't hate the player at the game. Stinking. Personally, if it's banned in rugby, it's everything to me. If you can't do it in rugby, why can't do it in football? <laughs> I actually didn't know that to be honest. I had no idea about that, but I, like, I think uh, that's something Kane never had in his game before, and I think that's something Mourinho's implemented in it, you know. And I think Mourinho's bringing out the best in Harry Kane. And uh, did you ever see that thing in the that clip from the Tottenham documentary? He was like, I'm going to make you score so many goals this season, I'm going to make you play the best you've ever played, you know. And Mourinho's getting the best out of Harry Kane right now. I don't think I saw that, no, but I've, I've not watched it. I've watched a couple of clips, the whole, like, good guys never win. I just thought it's, it's a classic. It's either quoted by Mourinho or it's by some lonely guy on Twitter, you know what I mean? Aye. So I'm just going through the half-time scores. So Celtic winning 1-0, Dun United drawing 0-0 with Kamarnock. Hamilton Aki's drawing 0-0 with uh, Levy. Hibs winning 1-0 against St Mirren against Nisbet. 
Um, Graham will be upset about that. Motherwell drawing 0-0 with Aberdeen. That'll be a stinker of game, man. Uh, and obviously Rangers winning 2-0 against St. Johnson. And here, Ian, imagine that, right? Aberdeen set up the night, 10 men behind the ball. Motherwell 5-5-0. Imagine sitting watching that, that'll, mate. That'll literally be like New Year and FIFA. <laughs> That's what it's like. <laughs> That's what it's like, man. Oh, 100%. Most touches, both keepers. <laughs> Aye. Oh, speak to goalkeepers, man. Alan McGregor's antics at the weekend, by the way. The cramp, I oh, hope he's feeling better. <laughs> you know what made it funny for me? It was him asking the referee to stretch out so he couldn't even moan for wasting time because he was helping. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was brilliant shithousery from Alan McGregor. And quite rightly so, right? Because <laughs> he was justified to that. I would sort of say, I would say, like, okay, you should be better than that. You're a bit petty stuff that. But see, because, like, see, sitting there, for 90 minutes plus, watching a team waste time every second of the game, I was just like, the minute we scored, I was, I was putting the Scots on chat, I was like, I want to see every one of our players down faking injuries, I want to see everyone crawling on back on the pitch, I want to see everything, like complete bullshit, get it up them. <laughs> yeah, quite right, and see, uh, as the game went on, and it, we, it was done and dusted, the time-wasting uh, antics in the corner flag, brilliant, love to see it, man. And uh, the Murrow players are getting rattled by that, and we're like, here, <laughs> we're just doing what we've done to use, you know. Um, and that did, like, for 90 minutes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, completely justified. Oh, it's brilliant. I've never, I've never felt such a passionate hatred for a team. And I actually like Motherwell as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I became a right Rangers dad watching that game. I was pure throffing at the mouth. <laughs> well, mate, can you imagine watching that Ibrox, man? Like, see, oh, the fans would be on the players like crazy. Like that's one thing I don't like. Oh man, that's one thing I don't like. See, if things aren't going Rangers way at Ibrox, like, the fans really top like top on the players, and they really do like like make it a real negative atmosphere, you know. So see, when we we are allowed to go back, I want to see that toned down a bit. If you get what I'm saying, like like if we can see, I want to see more encouragement instead of just like oh eh, fuck this, you know. I mean, it is strange how there's no fans in the stadium. Rangers are suddenly doing really, really good. And I think it is because of that. It's not the minute you make one bad pass, you're an absolute donkey. And you're, if you're getting subbed on, remember like last year when you saw Ojo or Burke getting subbed on, there was just like a Mexican wave of a groan around the whole stadium. Oh, Barker, you know what I mean? I can't imagine coming on that pitch, everyone literally groaning my name. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I don't think five thousand folk groaning. <laughs> but I don't think just because there's any fan, or just see because there's no fans, I don't think <laughs> that's why we're doing well. You know, I think there is a different mentality in this Rangers team. You know, and and I think see when fans do come back, I don't think anything will change with this Rangers team. I still think we're going to like continue on the way we're doing, playing really well, winning games. You know, and I I don't see anything changing. I mean, that, the minute I go back to Ibrox, I'll, I'll let them for a fa- fussy bucket and something, I'll be throwing barriers and throwing stones at buses, just you watch. <laughs> uh, Chris, are you happy with Celtic's first half performance? <laughs> I don't know you went, speaking of throwing barriers and stones. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice segue. <laughs> Trust me, I did do that on purpose. <laughs> all, being, all being well, well, um, <laughs> I'll be none of that tonight. Well, not after the last time we played Ross County at Celtic Park, but uh, <laughs> I'm fairly happy. Um, disappointing a wee bit that couldn't find an Argo off one of uh, David Turnbull's magnificent deliveries.
found Ayer again, but it went and was wide on the target. Um, all all the attacks seemed to be coming down the right-hand side with Grimpong, who got the assist for the goal. So, um, yeah, I think if we can get Lisa and Arwen in um, and don't defend like we did at the weekend, then it should be home and dry. How are, uh, how are Ross County looking under John Hughes? Uh, well, they uh, well they're showing the replay now. Uh, Ross Stewart had a header that went wide, and then uh, the one that went straight at Hazard. So they're creating opportunities, and they've had at least one on target. So um, nothing too bad on their part, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens second half. But I think Celtic will have this game done and dusted. But see the thing is, well, it's possible that we're hands at the weekend, you know. But um, but I, I think Celtic will have enough to see off Ross County here, you know. And as I was saying, I was criticising John Hughes earlier on, so I've not got full faith in County this season for them staying up. I mean, it's just a trick there. It's the two teams, Rangers and Celtic, who in the past two games have both had games of two halves. You never know. Uh, it will be it will be something, you know. But oh, that's just in. Simp Joe Gallagher. How has he still got a nickname? I thought nicknames were banned. Oh, is he but, trying uh, to get in? Still, he's still got a nickname. Is he uh, trying to get in? He's going to be on in 15 minutes. 15 minutes. 15 minutes? I'm reading the chat. That's in my live feed. <laughs> the live feed. Oh, we've got an update. Here we go. Ian Lyle, let's hear what's happening with Joe Gal. I don't know, Jeff. What's <laughs> <that>? <laughs> he said 15 minutes. <laughs> I know, this is a, a momentous uh, occasion by the way, Chris, do you know this is the first time Ian and Joe have been on the, uh, the podcast at the same time? I would like to get interested and I'll go and get the popcorn. <laughs> I, I, I want to take this moment to take back every bad thing I've said about the big man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fully expecting him to just end up a burst of sectarianism, just nothing but it, no hot punch, no punches sold. <laughs> the first soccer Saturday that uh, me and Scott Daddy was on for that, um, obviously it was a bit of the backboard debate, not as powerful as it's in the chat. Um, obviously very fragrant language in the chat, so we'll keep that one off there and take us down. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Uh, Chris, that what did you say there? <laughs> what was that, Scott? Sorry? Uh, no, I was just asking what Chris said there about the, the chat. <laughs> I was saying uh, you couldn't you couldn't bring that language on uh, here. They'd take us down. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of... Uh... Have you A4 over us? <laughs> <laughs> no, just a lot of sweary words, yeah. that's all. Just a lot of sweary just words. Just an announcement that apparently F-A-R-E are listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> Behaviour. <laughs> If there's anything more to say, it's actually secretly a Rangers podcast. It's the fact that fear are listening. <laughs> oh, man, but... Oh, do you know what I would love, right? I don't see it happening, as I said, right? I just can't see Ross County getting back in this game, right? But for Ross County to somehow get back in this, beat Celtic, just to see the meltdown of Joe Gal, right? Joe Gal will leave the call. He will leave the call. He will run away. <laughs> The stats so far is uh, 67% possession Celtic, 13 shots to Ross County's three, only two on target to Ross County's one, nine corners to Ross County's one. Oh, I'm looking at the at the the teams right now, Chris. Seems Ollie Shaw was done 34 minutes for for was it Ross Stewart, I think. Was that an injury yeah. or? 
Yeah, Ross Sharp picked up a bit of a knock and he had to go off. I quite like him. I think he's a good player. Very mobile, very strong. But that Ollie Shaw, he showed at Hibs that he's a cracking sub, isn't he? Yeah, I've, I've got a soft spot for Ross Sharp because he used to play for my hometown, Albion Rovers. Oh, shout out. <laughs> no, I like him. I think he looks like a good player. I don't know if he's got the complete technical ability, but he's a specimen of a player. He's got the pace, he's got the stamina, he's got the strength, he's got the height. Yeah, yeah, just going back to um, Arsenal, right? So I know we're talking about, uh, talking about them earlier on. Um, they got Benfica in the last 32, I'm sure. Yeah, they got Benfica in the last 32. So even if we had finished second, we would have got Arsenal. And I actually think we can beat them. It would be all right. And just, just for the meltdown on Arsenal, uh, Arsenal, Arsenal me- had TV, it would be tremendous. Are you telling me that us finishing top gave us a harder draw? I'd rather take a championship side than I take Antwerp, to be fair. <laughs> oh, man. 25 to 1 to be relegated. Oh, actually, where about it's in the league, actually? No, I think they're like 15th. Oh, yeah. worst, man. Do you know what I'm surprised by? Manu being third. Like, they've had a stinking season. How have they managed to stay, stay that high up? Mate, you've got a game in hand as well. <laughs> I don't know. All, all I've heard this year is about how absolute dog shit we've been. And I've watched the games and went, we're absolute dog shit. And then right. I the table and I was like, well, wait, what? Because <laughs> Tottenham are playing really well. Chelsea are playing really well. Uh, Liverpool are playing well. And they look at the table and Chelsea and Tottenham are actually... Well, I suppose they're a point off, aren't they? Like, see, that's how I know. Like, I'm enjoying the EPL this season. Like, where teams are actually not as consistent as last season, you know, and they're, they're dropping points, they're losing games, you're seeing Liverpool drop points, Spurs drop points, Leicester beat Spurs at the weekend, Chelsea lost to Everton as well, Everton looking like a good side as well, you know, so... Everton look good, yeah. It's a lot for grabs at this I, moment I, in time. I, I really like Everton this year, I think they look really interesting. That Calvert-Lewin's bike came into his own, he looks phenomenal, I really rate him highly. Yeah, what do you make, it, what do you make Amish Rodriguez since he's came into Everton? Because obviously that was a marquee signing. Well, I'm I'm actually not hugely... I'm not one of his biggest fans. I think some of his players that like, got overhyped in that World Cup and then just sort of didn't do much. But he has been genuinely impressive. Chris, what's your thought on that? What did you say there, sorry? About that Hamid Rodriguez for Everton. What do you think of him? Hamid's... Um, he's all right. <laughs> he's not quite rugged, so is he? <laughs> no, not the... Uh, Super sub that can give it his all for 60 minutes. Yeah, that's what really <laughs> the got... Man of Leg- the man of Lego here. <laughs> <laughs> that's what really got at Hamish Rodriguez, uh, like, known worldwide, you know, because he was playing at Monaco at the time. He had a blinder Sorry. of a World Cup for Colombia. Tremendous. And then that's what got him that big move to Real Madrid. But I thought he'd done okay at Real Madrid, but he didn't live up to their expectations of the kind of player that they thought they were going to get, you know? I still think it's... Him moving to Madrid, him having that good World Cup, is still one of the finest pieces of journalism I've seen in my entire life. It was after he scored, I think he scored two goals or three goals in CFL or something like that. And the the article was headed, the names, what was it? The names Bond, James Rodriguez. <laughs> and I was just like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I actually sacked the man for that heading alone. I don't care how good the article was so insightful. Just get him gone. <laughs> but I actually looked up to fair the EPL had 
got a little more interest in it. Looking at the table home spices, how high Southampton are. But, like, look, even as low as, you know, Arsenal leads at 14th and 15th, they've got good squads on them. But, like, did, actually, have anyone watched the, the Leeds Manu game the weekend? Uh, no, but I heard Manu absolutely battle them, and I didn't need, like, that, that was, that was clearly seen in, I, like, from the scoreline, you know. But I heard, um, like, Leeds didn't change the way they played. They, they, they've set up just the way they play every game, you know, and I can see why it finished 6-2. Leeds, like, 6 it, Four down at one point and Leeds just didn't seem to care. They were still having like one defender back. It was actually a case of every time a Leeds attack broke down, they're creeping a Manu goal. And it's just kind of lucky for Leeds that Manu actually in pretty poor form and can he finish? Because otherwise it could have been genuine cricket scores. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what do you make of Bielsa? It's a good philosophy to have. It's, you can tell that he's inspired his players that even though you're getting... Like at that point, demolished. They're still treating it like no, no. Can't really argue with that that principle, and to actually get the players to believe that. Yeah, do you know he was up for world coach they, of the year? Bielsa wasn't that. <laughs> yeah, do you know he's up for world coach of the? Well, he was up for world coach. Yeah, I don't know if it's actually been confirmed who got it yet. I haven't, I'm not too sure, but I, I know thought, was he was up. Oh, was it? I'm not too sure, but uh, he was on the. I, sh- I think, uh, I think Klopp got it. He was on the, the shortlist though, so he was uh, Bielsa. I saw that. He's, he's done well. I yeah. mean, a lot of managers rate him very highly, and they're the ones that know about the game more than we do, to be honest. Like, yeah, I thought I think he's done a tremendous uh, job at Leeds, you know, and it's good to see Leeds back in the EPL. They're a huge, huge club with a brilliant history. And they're a club who, who have been down in the lower leagues for far too long, you know. Before it kicks off, because it seems as if Stephen May's about to kick off for St Johnson, we've not actually mentioned the Scottish League table, like, what do you think of it? The Scottish League table, um, yeah, Ross County stone dead bottom, thirteen points, only four points behind St Johnson and Kilmarnock. Yeah, and Aberdeen sitting fourth right now. Yeah, it's tight at the bottom. It's very tight. Yeah, and so Hibs are sitting third. Aberdeen are sitting fourth. It seems like Aberdeen are doing the same thing every season, just finishing fourth, like fourth or third, you know. And yet, some Aberdeen fans want rid of McInnes. I mean, you have to maybe argue at this stage that the players have got it in their, in their muscle memory how to finish fourth. You don't want to actually teach some new things and make them finish higher. But that's thing, you know, mate, you need to be careful for what you wish for, you know. Because, um, for example... Oh, 100%. Look, yeah, exactly. Like, look at um, Arsenal. They were wanting rid of Arsenal Wenger for years and years, right? They finally got rid of Wenger and they've got worse, you know. So, yes, McKinnis' football is not that exciting. Yes, Aberdeen haven't won a trophy since 2013, right? But they're still getting European football, right? They're still finishing fourth, third, like still finishing quite high up on the table, you know. <laughs> like they're still doing reasonably well. They're still living up to the expectations of what the the board are wanting, you know. He's bulletproof after rejecting us. So I think it would be quite a daft decision to get rid of McInnes. Well, I mean, if they're looking at this this season. So they're four for thirty-five points. They're a point off Hibs who are third. They've got a game in hand. If they win that, oh three now! Oh, Clark made a howler there, Yanis Hadji. I can see Kent on his bike. What's going on here? Is that roof of the ball? Oh, right through his legs as well, man. By the looks of it. Oh, that's a stinker. That, that is he's a had a nightmare tonight, man. But that is a Yanis Hadji special. Lovely ball oh. from Joe Aribo there. Roof, lovely wee touch there. 
has a shot though, and then the lovely uh, block there. And, oh my god, man, that is horrific goalkeeping. That seems to be a just a run of the mill win. I'm going to see that again. again. I, did, did that Joe, go right Joe through Rebo. his legs? I'm sure it did. Joe Rebo again, just slotting into that, the, the hole in the defence. Oh, did it go through his legs? It's hard to tell. What actually that angle it showed me? Yeah, like, see my uh, my first uh, impression, it looked like he did go through his legs, but he's had an absolute mare tonight, Clark. And Rangers are just toying with him at this point. I've been a minute, I kick off getting a goal against you. Maybe quite good. Yeah, boys, keep um, an eye on the chat, because uh, obviously Joe needs to come in here soon. I mean, to be fair, Joe should be in already because, I mean, setting a win in, he's not hiding from anything. Oh, okay, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even joking, man. Steve, when he phoned me at the weekend, right? He's, I was like, no, man, is he just going to bang on with the Celtic result? No, mate, I'm not even joking. The majority of the phone call was just him telling me how much he loves me. There's <laughs> only two things that Joe Girl loves. <laughs> Celtic. Celtic. Celtic and Scott Bradley. <laughs> Oh, it's hating Rangers and Scott Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> I was hearing what um, uh, Chris put in the, the chat the weekend. He was like, uh, Scott and Joe are like a married couple. Then Ian, you chipped in. You're like, um, Scott and Joe are only like a divorced couple are only together for uh, for the kids. Brackets, the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue for though, can you? No, no, I think it's spot on, mate. I think it's spot on. Is the Celtic kicked off by you yet, Chris? They're um, just running out now. Are the disco lights getting them used? Uh, it's empty, so they're saving that. <laughs> yeah, what do you make <laughs> of this? The lights come for the <laughs> uh, what do you make of this beef? Oh, sorry, boys, I keep interrupting on you, go. I was just saying, just saving the electricity bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was going to ask boys, what do you make of this beef with Charlie Nicholas and Neil Lennon? Uh, it's something else. I've not seen anything about what you've put in the chat, Scott. So I've not actually read any articles in it. I've just seen what you've seen that them. Charlie Nicholas is just no having them. Uh, he's been quite, uh, cr- yeah, he's been quite critical right. of him. <clears throat> so he has like Charlie Nicholas been critical on Neil Lennon, and Neil Lennon's responded by saying. Charlie Nicholas doesn't care about Celtic. He hasn't been to Parkhead in like 20 years and all that stuff. And uh, <laughs> obviously Celtic won a quadruple treble at the weekend and Nicholas was like, no, nah, um, Neil Lennon's not up there with uh, Jockstein, etc. And he was basically saying, not, he's, he doesn't rate Neil Lennon as a manager at all. And he was basically saying that he's very <laughs> lucky. Actually, he's very lucky. He's one of the most lucky Celtic managers of all time. See that whole, like, yeah, he hasn't been Celtic Park in 20 years. He has been like, you know, employed by Sky Sports for a long, long time. So it's quite hard to get to games when you're actually having to commentate on games at the same time. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? He has been, as you said, he's been at Parkhead like many, many times for Sky Sports, you know, and obviously he works every Saturday. Uh, well, he did work every Saturday for Soccer Saturday oh, before he got binned, like... you know. But yeah, I'm loving this beef between them. It's uh, quite interesting. But it just seems like Nicholas has it, he just has it in for Lennon and Celtic at this moment in time. It's strange to think he, he got sacked and they still gave the kick, kick walker a job. Can't comprehend it. Like he's an absolute tool. Uh, Andy Walker. He was doing um, comment, but he, was, but not, he wasn't doing commentary, but he was reporting on the, the Rangers game at the weekend. 
So he was, and Seaman Rangers are 1 1 0. Big cheese on his face. <laughs> and then Seaman Rangers took the lead. And then when Rangers made it 3 1, oh, mate, honestly, it looked like it was about to greet. It's just him with his big, big, shiny forehead and greasy hair. He's loved to see him sad. Oh, Andy Walker, man. Here's one to bring up, because um, we're on the subject of uh, uh, Lennon and Nicholas. If anyone's watched the pre match build up the interview with Neil Lennon, um, he said about how like certain ex Celtic players were jealous of the success the club has had over the last five years, like the ones that are criticising. What did you make of that? Oh, no, I not heard that. That's, that's odd. It's a weird thing to say, isn't it? I mean, at this rate, I'm fully expected to see <laughs> Neil Lennon pre match just like do a Jake Paul esque call out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that'll be something. Get that. Uh, sorted out the hair. we boxing match between Neil Lennon and Charlie Nicholas. Well, I know who's winning that. I know, I'm pretty serious. I would love to see on. that. Like, <laughs> I don't know who would win that. But hey, until Charlie's like totally in love with himself, still got that ear piercing in, you know. Um, but no, nah, I'm honest Neil Lennon. You know what? I think Lennon will edge it. It'll go to a decision. Lennon will just squeeze a wee win. One second, some technical difficulties here off the Scots Go chat. Joe trying to come into attendance and having some. I said, tell him, is tell him uh, to click on the second link, not the first one. He's probably clicked on the first. And also, Livia winning one against Hamilton. Against Hamilton, Guthrie scored at fifty second minute. No, I've, I've actually reset on the second link, and it's just it's not really working. Oh, don't tell me he shot himself. Because it's not came up that he's requested to get in. <laughs> you can't, you can't defeat that. <laughs> Wait, I, I haven't seen the chat. <laughs> right, hold on. Let me just. I don't know what's going on. It's as if it's not working for his phone, but I don't know. Anyway, boy, keep it going regardless. Fifty-three minutes in oh, for me. Oh, corner Rangers. Get, get to the right hand side. Just dancing about. Yeah. Nice wee bit of play here from Rangers yet again. Nice. Invalid meeting ideas getting. <laughs> I can't defeat that either. <laughs> what he's replied to. <laughs> be, t- tell me if he continues his antics, he's getting disciplined. Camden, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, done the right. He won 2 0, by the way. Uh, um, Matt Minolti scored uh, in the first half and Shankland. <laughs> So, Dundee United won 2-0 against Kilmarnock. County of a corner here, only their second of the match. Joe's getting an invalid meeting, it says. Right, I'll send it to him. County didn't make anything like that. It's probably actually his results, I So Aberdeen 2, Kilmarnock 0, Hibernian 1, Dundee United 1, Rangers, oh that's the wrong week, this is the wrong week I'm pretty sure, this is, never mind, that's my job, I know I forgot what you're pressing, I was just trying to do a quick summary but I balls that one up.
Elton and McGregor there a wee bit of off the ball activity, but nothing major. What's the, the start line up for Celtic? It is uh, Hazard, Frimpong, Julian, Ayer, Laxal, Sorrow, McGregor, Christie. Oh, good save. Sorry to interrupt. That was a good save from McGregor. There's uh, Stevie May just had a shot. Managed to get past the defence and uh, Brown save from McGregor. Continue, Chris, sorry. Um, front two is Edward and Griffiths. I think that's what I thought to cover the midfield. Well, I'm seeing the goal kick here. This is where he gets through him by any chance. Yes, it is. Cracking head on to if to get through there. What a save. Yeah, it's super. Ideal height for McGregor, but it's still a good save. Strong hand. Who was it? Which commentator was it again that gave a pure analysis of Stephen May and was like, "Oh, over strikers, that if he could finish, the, if he could finish chances to get twenty goals a season, um, it's the most." I'm not too sure. The most, the most boring analysis ever. If your striker could score goals, he'd score tons of goals. Craig Levine or Michael wow. Stewart? Probably Michael Stewart. Let's be honest. Right, <laughs> probably. See, Mike Michael Stewart, right? He claims he's a Hearts fan, but see at the weekend he seemed like he was buzzing Celtic one. Like he deep down, I think he is actually a Celtic man. He's employed by them. Ah, exactly. You know, <laughs> but do we, need, do we need to say any more than that? Yeah, I know because he does. Cl- he does claim that he's a, a Hearts man, right? But I don't buy it at all. To Stop be honest. I'm, oh I mean, mate, see when, if, if he's a proper Celtic and then cheers heart scores, he probably gets sacked, doesn't he? Though mate, I was watch. See when I was watching the Rangers St Mirren game, right? And obviously Michael Stewart was doing punditry. And do you know when it comes up, uh, like who the person is, right? In their achievements in football, it came up. Michael Stewart won the League Cup with Hibs in two thousand seven. I'm like, no, he never. He wasn't even in the squad. Like John Collins kicked him <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's never won it in his life, you know. And they're like, Michael Stewart won the League Cup in two thousand seven. I'm like, no, he never. <laughs> I will lift the cut the way John Perry showed up to lift the Champions League in Munich. Oh, mate, I thought that was superb, man. Oh, uh, the, f- the full kit lank underneath his suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, you just had it all planned out, man. And you're just like, see if you- no one's seen that game, they'll be like, oh, man, how did Terry play? And you'll be like, oh, he didn't even play. And they're like, why is he in his full kit? And I'm like, they'll be like, that's just John Terry, isn't it? Just John Terry being John Terry, man. Is- <laughs> you see a lot of that, like, don't people lifting like, the league trophy or lifting league? Like, I think, was it Liverpool last season when they were lifting the trophy? Like, there was a bunch of like, random youth players that would all end up to get their medals. Yeah. Because youth players were like midway through the line and they were getting medals and there was actually first team players who were like at the back of the line and they ran out of medals. And I think, why are you doing that? I, I watched that thing with Roy Keane the other day, right? And do you know how Roy Keane didn't play in the Champions League final in 1999 because he was suspended, right? right? He played in every other game apart from the final. And he was saying that his Champions League medal doesn't mean anything to him because he didn't play in the final. You know, and he was saying, he was watching the stands, he was delighting United won, but, and he was seeing all the boys celebrating, was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. He just was like, I shouldn't be here, man. I didn't contribute to the final, you know. Which is a bit of a weird claim for a man who's literally like, probably, I would probably say the best player of that year for Man United. It's just Roy Keane, I, mean, I, yeah. I, I, I think Roy Keane is the best player every year for Man United when he was there. I think he was probably... Yeah, it's just Roy Keane's mentality, but it's it's just the way he's wired. Yeah, it's just the way he's wired, you know, he's got high standards, you know, and I know I should not like Roy Keane, but I do, you know, like, I actually do like Roy Keane, and uh, he was actually asking me what I wanted for my Christmas, and I was like, here, get me Roy Keane's book. (laughs) 
It would just be him just absolutely leathering Pogba for four hundred pages. <laughs> yeah, actually, it goes like that to her as well. Uh, I was like, oh, can you get me a couple more books? And she's like, what ones? I was like, oh, Piers Morgan's book and Donald Trump Jr.'s book called Triggered. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm not getting you those two. I'll get you Roy Keane's but. <laughs> I don't think she wants them on her Amazon. <laughs> She's like, I'm not funding those two. <laughs> I'm like, fair to us, but... <laughs> we got consistent a chance there, but the county defender came in and blocked it behind. We've got a corner here, but it's Brian Christie taking it. <laughs> I love how the, res- the reservation of your voice is Ryan Christie taking it. <laughs> and the keeper came out and got it. Aye, Christie was the only Celtic player that missed a penalty at the weekend. <clears throat> I mean, it's a specialty to be fair. Yeah, he'll be off uh, in January, I think, man. Like, I was saying last week in the pod, Ian, I was going through some of the Celtic players that might be away in January, and I was like, Ryan Christie's going to be one of them, I think. Because his dad's been speaking speaking in the media quite a bit that how Christie wants to go down south and test himself, you know. And I think we will see more yeah, players leaving. Like, it's been, and Cham as well. That guy has got all the talent in the world, but he has been working his ticket to get out of Celtic for a long, long time. Uh, but the trick is, with that, like, has there been any links to Christie? Like, yeah, I haven't heard any, but that's what his dad's been saying. What's well, sorry? I, I haven't heard any links, but I think that his dad uh, is just trying to tout for him to get out of the club. And... I, I, I do think Christie could go down south because he has you know, the work rate and the talent. I think that in Jam's actually put the, put the nails in his own grave for his career. Like, he's got, like I say, super, super talented, wonderful passer, control of the ball, can finish the finish it but his attitude is honking absolutely stinking it's because you he's oh, yeah. definitely fit into the modern game you don't get free rolls anymore oh it looks like Alfie's coming on <clears throat> oh that was a slight pass there oh that was a sore one there so wait, I'm looking for a, a slack pass and a sore one in a minute's time. Right, okay, okay, oh, that was a wee, wee collision there between Kamara <laughs> and... That was a wee collision there between off, uh, Kamara. So. A wee collision Ooh. there between Kamara and uh, McCann. Yeah, I just saw it. I mean, he got back up straight away too, fair. It did look so, but they both just got straight back up. Yelch, actually. Was that like mid-shin? Yeah, looks like it. I don't know if someone will get my credit for that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, here we go. Let's see what uh, St. Johnson can make out of this. Referee given a wee talk to, uh, to Barisic. Uh, let's have a look at the other scores in the meantime. <laughs> One thing, it was 2 0 uh, Dundee United the last time we looked, was it? Yeah, Aye, so it was 2 0, yeah. Was it, was it actually, is that bit of the Yeah, because, yeah, it's I 2-0 Dundee uh, right now. I'm an old Shanklin right after each other. Hibs still 1-0 up, Livingston still 1-0 up. So I'm, I'm sure when I read out the scores earlier on, I said Dundee right now, come on, oh, no. Scott, that, you, have to, you have to let uh, Joe in, he's in the waiting room. Oh, is it? Just connecting. 
A wee 30 minute cameo I know, a wee 30 minute Give me, Just throw them on for the last half an hour, mate <laughs> <laughs> Let me in, Scott Bradley My finger was a bleeding from scratching at the door He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Gaffer, let me in, man Let me in Put me in, coach oh, <laughs> Come on <laughs> Right, Joe Gal, how are we, son? Not bad, mate. How are you? I'm very well, mate. And uh, we're just saying there, we're, like, just, we're throwing you on for the last half an hour, mate. Get a wee ha- half an hour cameo in. Put a wee good shift in. <laughs> I, mean, I was actually trying to join for about half-time, so it is. I know. You're here now, mate. You're here now. Because you were obviously chomping at the bit to me. Like, you're gaffer, man. You can get me on last, last half an hour. I'm like, fine. Oh, here we go. Get me on, gaffer. Moan, moan. I'm like, I know. Let's see what you can do last half an hour. But um, you got the Celtic game on, Joe? No, that's an hard problem. I've been trying to fucking get my link to work. But, uh, well, technical uh, difficulties for Joe Gallery. I'm going to get my Rangers season pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what we're saying earlier on? We're saying earlier on, right, we need a Scott score season pass, mate. I should be at Ibrox. You should be at Parkhead. That's what needs to happen, mate. I'm going to get in contact with Rangers over this. Scott, mate, if you, if you were at Ibrox, it would be anyone else there. It's St. Johnson. <laughs> no, I'm not meaning tonight. I'm talking about the home game. Wait, you're David Eckers here, right, by the way. He's been going to every game this season. Like, every away game, every home game. Of the SPFL letting Scott go to, to Ibrox, all the lights turn off, he's just standing there. Oh, oh mate, you see, like I said, no, like David Edgar was saying, like, obviously he's meant to be there just reporting on Rangers. So when Rangers score, he was saying it's so difficult for him to not celebrate, you know, but me being me, last minute winner, yes! <laughs> And that's it, Rangers will be like, sure, Rob's like, here, Scott, you're not coming back until uh, the fans are allowed back. <laughs> that's it, one game, that's you. <laughs> Just the thought of one, one solo voice in the, in the stands of sectarian songs. All right, no, 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 none of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. I know, I know. But yeah, yeah like, here's it. What, Joe? Christy went there fucking 45 yard on, shunned it to like the corner flag or something. I uh, Joe, we were, just, um, we were just talking about Christy there, like, you see, last week in the pod. Um, we were talking about Christy, and I think he will be gone in January, you know, because you know how we've always had these links, like, um, like how his dad's been going out in the press and yeah, my son wants to play in England. I think he wants a, a new challenge, something different, you know. Um, do you think you can see him going in January? Because Chris uh, feels feels uh, like he can be away as well. I it's a wee bit overpopulated that area of the park. I know. I think it would probably. In fact, he's saying that though, maybe not because who've really got that can play coming after the left? Then, if that's the case, you know what I mean. Um, that's what he kind of plays in it. I know Forrest is out, but. Like, really, we're kind of limited in options, actually, when I think about it, for the, the role he's playing right now, but his, his natural position's obviously just behind the striker, and I think we've got Rogic, we've got Turnbull, um Memphis, goal. Also, a Celtic to know then, Chris? Two minutes, boys. Yeah, from the box, finding the head of Lee Griffiths, into the far corner of the net, keeper absolutely stopped. Yeah. What formation have you set up with tonight, Chris? I know you probably said earlier on, but I might have missed it. Um, I think it might actually could be a four four two. A four four two. Back to basics. Right and back. Yeah, because I was saying that last week in the the pod as well, Joe. Like, see the three five two. I don't think it was working for you because Lennon is like chopping and changing like all the time. So I feel as though for him to try and get a new tune out the players, he has to just completely. Just do something different, maybe abolish the the four two three one, and just go. I just like you were saying, Joe. Just go back to basics. I don't even know, man. No, I think you're. Uh, 
I suppose we all kind of run out ideas, you could say, but I think when you go back to four full two and start doing them, it looks fucking. It, it just it, it sums up a team a wee bit kind of short of confidence. I think the three five two was working felt the last season. It was a perfect time for us because came back to that winter break and like, we just were scrubbing teams and it was because teams didn't really know how to set up against it. But the problem is, once teams day, we didn't really have an answer for it, which seems to be a kind of kind of common theme within Lennon's management. If if we come up against any sort of adversity, we, we seem to shite it. Uh, he seems to be quite a like a strict like formations manager. He doesn't really have like fluidity in it. Uh, do you know what man? I don't think he's actually a bad manager, believe it or not. Uh, no, I don't. I think he's a good manager. I just think the problem is there's a you've got a coaching staff there that are completely disengaged with each other. There's no relationship. There's no background. To be, to like I, I think they should all be signing for the same hymn sheet. It's like with Bill with Gerard, their pals, and Gary McAllister took Gerard under his wing, and that kind of shows, I think, the way they coach. Um, but we'll see. I think the first thing, the priority of Len is get that fucking laptop away. <laughs> oh, man. Every time I see that fucking laptop. <laughs> I, would love to, I would love to know what they're actually looking at, you know. It's just like, you just look, like, see when the camera goes over the touchline, you see Lennon, John Kennedy... Oh, like looking at this, like kneel down, looking at this laptop, and <laughs> it's like yeah, but not surprising <laughs> after just looking at looking at football manager, and they're like yeah, like you know what, change that right, change that uh, style of play, do that. <laughs> to be fair, actually, there's a class bit of part from Celtic Twitter where it's uh, like the clip of like him looking at the laptop, and the next next picture is like um, Snus Express, having <laughs> 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 deals on Snus. <laughs> oh. I did just I I you were talking about that photo, uh, Ian. Where it was like Lennon in his office, and he's like staring at a computer screen, and he just looks so like depressed. Well, that was, that was like a year or two ago. Yeah, I, I remember there was a like I think someone in Celtic Twitter started there. It was hilarious. Like you know how Lee Griffiths slides got like got a TikTok right, and it was that photo of Lennon look, looking at the screen, pure depressed, and then <laughs> this other side of it was like Lee Griffiths TikToks. <laughs> I was like, that's a good bit of pattern, man. <laughs> Some of the Twitter has been absolutely phenomenal this year. Like, fucking, I had them in some called Lennon Snus Hiddink. That is my top quote of the year, man. Top quote. See, like, see, uh, this thing though was a pure positive thing, I thought, for you. Like, no positive, but we always go, ah, it's fucking class how your managers are mad Snus taking cut. Now that all of a sudden, they kind of. <laughs> Everything's changed. It's like I get that fucking snus taking cunt out of my club. <laughs> Speaking of Griffiths being the goal scorer, he was saying in the press this week about how he needs to get some goals in if he wants any hope of making the Euro 2020 squad for Scotland. So he'd be on the right track if he can keep this up. Right, true. Can you just go there, didn't you? Yeah. It was the goal, actually, I was away for that, but was it a decent goal, was it a striker's finish, or? It was a cross from Chris, they found the head of Griffiths and um, keeper had no chance. A cross from Chris, they found the head, take that, send it to Twitter. <laughs> oh, he just shoots constantly, doesn't he, man? Aye, the one <laughs> To be fair, he can. <laughs> I know, do you know what it reminds me of? You're done the thing in FIFA where you put like, all the power stats down. And you just try to shoot for fucking ridiculous ranges. That's what it reminds me of him. Like, it just seems to fucking <laughs> want to shoot constantly. Oh, Joe, that's what we've been doing tonight. We've been uh, shooting outside the box like a lot tonight. And see the St. Johnson keeper? Oh, he's had an absolute nightmare, by the way. So he has absolute mare. Oh, 
He's been at like at fault for. Is it Xander Clark? Yeah, yeah, Xander Clark. Yeah, all three goals, man. Jesus, like especially the third, mate. Wait until we see it, man. Like a complete shocking error he made. So that's why, like, see, like, so see for our first goal, right? Kamara had a shot outside the box, right? And the keeper should have dealt with it much better. Then Ruth was there for the rebound, slotted at home, you know, and see ever since that happened, psychologically he's not been the same. So that's why we've been having more shots outside the box than usual, you know. So we're, abs- we're like doing something we don't usually do because usually like, we're very patient in possession. We try to work the ball into the box. But this game we've been having more digs outside the box. It's understandably so because. Uh, Xander Clark's looked very fragile tonight. And he's a diehard Rangers fan, which always helps. Good <laughs> <laughs> if he needs a start, my yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it shows how like Ian, to be honest with you, I'm starting to get you as suspicious. Uh, it's me, Xander Clark, and what's his face? Jack Arick. Uh, Rangers Trio. Well, it's a fun double you've got to come on tonight. Seems to be fair, he's playing like me. Absolute mince. <laughs> <laughs> No, is that the actually? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, actually. Aye, nice, Unreal. Don't mess me up with the fucking bike chain. <laughs> I know, he's probably trying to play my research, you So, Joe, I just want to ask you, right, um, how do you feel about the 2nd of January against Rangers? Do you know, right, I, I'm actually, I think we might get fucking cuffed, right? But a lot of fans think that, and a lot of Rangers fans are thinking that they're going to cuff us, right? So you're obviously trying to keep positives and think, do you know what, see the games are sometimes the ones where you end up like getting fucking, the luck running your way. It was the same like years ago in Samaras, fucking ripped us apart. Everybody was saying all week, the Rangers are going to absolutely hammer them and somehow fucking your big Jesus looking straighter. Um, fucking managed to just single-handedly win the game. Things like that can happen in all fun games, so as much as I'm not very confident, I wouldn't be surprised if we did pull off something. Do you know how it's you were saying you're trying to take... It's a must-win. Yeah, do you know how you were talking about trying to take positives, right? We were talking about that earlier on in the Hearts game, right? Even though he's done the quadruple treble, like, there was... I'd see overall, mate, there was not a lot of positives to take, like, from a performance standpoint that game, because the defending against a championship Hearts side was embarrassing, to say the least, mate. <laughs> Like it was, and I even put in the chat at the time. I was like, right, Celtic will go on to win this, but my god, that defending, like that is that. Um, that that's the worst Celtic defence I've seen in ten years, mate. You know, and I'm um, I'm not just saying this to be all cocky or whatever, right? But I reckon we are going to have a field day with that defence. It is that bad. I've made you see that, Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> mate, Effie Ambrose was good for uh, like he was actually good for like like about six or seven months or so. That is me. You look at that individually as players, right? Maybe take a Duffy the equation because he's just a big fucking card horse. But you look individually at the say Julian Ayer, Laxell, and Frimpong, right? Individually, that is on paper good players and good in their positions in their own ways. But there's just no there's no cohesion at all. That's the, that's the issue. There's no like they just don't gel. I don't think that's the problem. Yeah, there's no and that's what yeah. defense is about. It's about your defensive partnerships. That's what that's the main part of defense. Mate, like there's no communication within that Celtic defense like whatsoever. You know, and see Julian and I are right. At, like they are good players, right? But see when a lot they're this season, right? I don't know what it is, but they look like they've never played with each other at all. Like there's no chemistry whatsoever, right? And see Laxal, like he came in with a lot of hype, right? 
But I'm, I'm, if I'm being honest with you, he's known it like completely impressed me. You know, I think he's decent going forward, but defensively he gets exposed a lot. I think defensively he is quite weak. You know, and that's always got. Yeah, that's it, you know, can what they can get you so far. You know, look at Jason Holt, the guy worked his socks off, but he wasn't a great player, you know. He was decent for us in the championship, but that's about it, you know. I think he's looked alright, but it's I don't know. It's hard in all like you cannot I think that's another thing when you're playing shit, you look for positives and I guess what we probably did there you know, at the start, like you look at Remember Heinemann signed for years a couple of years ago and everybody was saying he was the fucking best thing since sliced bread, but he was just playing, he was a new player coming into a team that was fucking short of confidence. So I think that's the similar thing that's probably happened to Laxalt. Again, no, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what it is that's going to sort that team out because I, I, I said to my dad, actually, I think like, a winter break would have been ideal for us, but I don't even think we'll get in that, will we? Well, Celtic are getting a million World Cup winter break because the advisor got the Hibs game moved. Till later, they've got a, a week or something. Like that I'm pretty sure. So I know the Hibs um, chief exec was absolutely livid on Twitter, just pure ranting away. Really? Dempster. I Dempster, because she's even putting a bit about her, about her leaving, but she was saying like uh, the game was meant to be like two or three games after the Avengers game, but the Celtic board asked SPFL if they can move it, and they sort of went, "I anything you want, Peter." Celtic board asked SPFL. Yes, SPFL, Peter. <laughs> Interview in the mirror there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. One day, one day each year. <laughs> oh, oh, that's oh, brilliant. <laughs> How did just play put? Good, I. Play well, mate. Yeah, very well organised. Knocked the ball nothing, around nothing tremendously well. Like I can't complain, mate. It's been a very professional performance. So it is, and. Like, see St. Johnston, though, like, I've always said they're a very well-organised unit, and, like, obviously got a draw against Celtic the other week, so I was like, okay, I'm not going to get too ahead of myself and think we're going to battle them, you know, but it's, yeah, it's been very convincing, so it has. Uh, Big Roof has played uh, tremendous, Glenn Kamara as well, uh, Glenn Kamara, as always, oh, like, he's, he's bossing this midfield, uh, so he is. Silky Glenn. I know. Oh, Michael yeah, Halloran just came on good. for St. Johnston. Michael Halloran? Yeah, like Michael Halloran. I, I still haven't mentioned him. <laughs> Remember, he was working his ticket uh, to get out of Rangers where he turned up at Parkhead uh, and he was in the Celtic end when Celtic beat us, I think, 5-0. Aye, but his, but his friend bought a ticket, he didn't know, and it didn't say in the ticket what side it was. That was the excuse, wasn't it? I remember I was defending Michael Halloran for a while, right? Because I actually thought there was a player in there. Um, and to be fair, I do think he's a decent player, he just wasn't good enough for us, right? But see, any time I seen him at St Johnson, I was like, yeah, I think we've got a good player here. He's got, he's great in the ball, he's got bags of pace, he's great on one-on-ones, really good crosser. I'm like, we've got a player here and he just, <laughs> was just awful for us. It's the classic, you see a beauty player plays for like a, a team that can counter-attack and they look good. But I get, for an Avengers Ascended team, you don't get the space to counter-attack. Even look at Jordan Jones before he's been kicked out, and rightfully so. Like for Kamarnock, he was brilliant because they had space to counter attack. As a Rangers player, there's there's none of that. Yeah, no, and I think Jordan Jones is finished at Rangers. If I'm being honest, I think Edmondson will get a second chance, but I don't think Jones will because he was already in the doghouse after that daft challenge he done on that Celtic uh, fullback academy. But he's thinking, I don't he's not Celtic oh, anymore. Oh, the, the Stoke, the Stoke loan he wasn't there? Yeah, that stupid, yeah, like that stupid uh, I think, challenge. I think he that, that game, wasn't that? So he played the season? 
yeah. right, that was another best right back in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, see, you know, honestly, right? All, all, all the, this entire podcast, I'm trying to make that joke, and you've been in straight away, made it. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, do you know what I want to do? See, for Scott's Go 100, right? I need me a, compil- a compilation of all the historic quotes that have been on the episodes, right? And I just got to be one of them, man. El Hammond's the best right back in the country. See if it's you that's making it, it'll be a Hunter Scott Bradley quotes at 100%. <laughs> <laughs> it, it fucking will. There's no doubt about that. There'll be one from Tony Davis in 95, and then like, the rest will be like yours. <laughs> it won't spend one of them, Scott Pitt was, hello, I'm Scott Bradley. <laughs> 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 Um, we Mikey Johnson is coming on. I hope he fucking kicks on. That's exactly what we need somebody to fucking. Uh, his his first game back was against Hearts, wasn't it? Aye, uh, Mikey Johnson is a good player, man. But he's, I think with young winners it's hard to. It's, it's young winners. It's hard to kind of like get any sort of consistency. Um, I think mean, about these type of wingers, players. They do drift in and out of games. It's just trying to keep their head up and keep them like going for it. I know. I think that's why I, get, I think it's unfair to expect that for Ken. The, the whole game, see, be fair, Ken occupies kind of the centre, which allows your fullbacks to kind of bottom forward. Like he, he does have a function in that team and a good one. But I was saying that earlier, actually. Was it? I was listening. I was young. Uh, <laughs> I think you're part. But no, he, I, I do. Right? He's a player. I think he's a good player. Nah, we love sure. him which is terrible. What was wrong with Mickey Johnson? Like, what injury was it? Because he was it for a while, wasn't he? Chris, yeah. Do you remember the Johnson Ooh. game where um, he was coming off and Lenny told him to fuck off? Aye, aye, it was over. Aye. It, was, it, was, it was cause he, he had him and he, he felt a clip or something but he kept on playing and then he fucking obviously just went completely but Lenny was already bringing him off but he said, no, I can play on. So he went to say, aye, gas, but it's when and Lenny just went to fuck off. <laughs> I was that, that was the game that was, he was the last up, wasn't he? So he couldn't come off with argument. Aye, but he, he still shouldn't have played on. No, not a chance. Do you see that that um who's it, is it a PSG defender? He pulled his pulled his hammy, but still made a pure like really amazing tackle. What's that? That is it Kip Kip and Bemba or something like that? The PSG centre back or fullback? Oh Kimbembe, aye. I can never tell what names. Uh, he was running back and he pulled his hammy. He actually grasped it and pure like tried to go and make this one like proper world class thing tackle to sort of uh, stop the counter. And everyone's going nuts over it. And I'm just like, why are you encouraging players to actually put themselves out for longer? I know, I know. If you remember Nate Smith though, against Aberdeen, and he, he did he, he stretched and he felt something, and then he went to go and get the ball. It was against Aberdeen, I'm sure, and he just fucking collapsed because he's just like his ligaments and his leg just fucking went. And it is like that, your leg just collapses basically. I remember watching, I think it might have been the Chelsea v Man U, it was the death, it was the FA Cup final, I think Chelsea won. And that Pulisic in one of the first, first, like the first half an hour got sort of one and one of Manu, the Man U goalie, the hair, I don't want to say Man U goalie. But like he pulled his hammy and you could see him physically just screaming for, for a good 10 yards. And everyone's like, oh, what a real footballer. And you're like, no. I'd be, if, the minute he was back into that, that the medical room, they'd be calling him an idiot. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Howland's off. <laughs> They've been on five minutes. <laughs> oh. Second yellow. 
Dirty what was the point in that? Like, no, he'll be getting his thinking of Callum Davidson. They're like, how stupid can you be? You've been brought on to at least try and maybe get a goal or two or just or do something, right? And he gets two yells in the space of like a few minutes. That, se- that second yell is a stone wall. You're like, what? You- if you're on a yell, why are you doing that? Studs half up the calf. What are you doing? Get sent off early in the season as well, I seem to remember. What a donkey, man. Uh, he needs a hair dry treatment for that, mate. Like, that that was that's embarrassing, man. Like, can you imagine Rangers put on that? You know, bring him on, yellow card, boom, gets a second yellow. <laughs> I'd like to do the new dryer treatment. If you fucking look as ugly as Charles Davidson, you can just look at him. That's enough. <laughs> mate, oh, you know, not, mate, who knows? Like, who knows? Like, 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 I know he looks. He probably looks like a big teddy bear, but you don't know what goes on behind closed doors, you know. And bear in mind, like I was just fascinated looking at him. Like, I, I couldn't even take him out. Like, we've seen one game. I was like, he's so ugly, man. <laughs> oh right, you can't say that. That's, you can't say that, mate. We're on air. <laughs> Cannot be saying that about Callum Davidson, mate. That's shocking. Oh, here we go. Go kick. Oh, oh, how did he miss that, Alfie? I would love to. I would love to see Joe write like a match report. Just the whole point of Mate, no. Can, <laughs> wait till we see this. Wait till we see this, right? Xander Clark makes a fucking horror mistake, right? Passes it right out to Alfie. Alfie's clean through one on one, puts it right by the post, man. That I think that just oh, sums up Alfie, Alfie's confidence of trying to go right now, man. Like, I've, oh. actually, I've actually noticed Alfie. He's been going like he's running one on one. He's been going for the far left. He's been dragging it a lot, like proper dragging it wide. I think maybe it's just his technique's been stinking recently. I don't know what it is, but he's always dragging it. Oh man, that just sums Alfie's confidence up in front of goal. Like, did you see his Instagram post that he put up at the weekend? Ian, he put something up saying. It was like a, a photo of him doing the shoes thing, right? And he was like, it, it, he put it up in Colombian. And he, I think it said something like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm not... Something like, I'm paraphrasing, it's like, sorry, I'm not playing well right now. I will get back to my best soon. Something like that, you know? I mean, don't be positive if I can see. If he can't score against his little teams, it means he's guaranteed to score against Celtic. Well, that's a thing, though, like... Alfie is playing a different role, right, this season. And we get that. You know, but it's just he just needs a goal just to give him that confidence boost in front of goal. You know, because what if we are playing a game right and we're like drawing nil nil or losing, then Alfie's one on one and then he does that. You know, it's I don't know why that was. I, actually, I actually think though your style of football has changed kind of in the last year where you don't rely him on on him as the focus. We don't, we don't. Are you right, mate? No, we don't rely on Morelos as much as we used to. He scored goals. He wasn't prolific, like, in no. terms of like, five six shots a game, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. that's that's the difference in, like, see what you want to believe. That's just you give him two or three chances, he'll score one every time, do you know what I mean? It's, I think that's the difference. I'm not saying Mariela is a bad, a good, he's a, good, he's a really good player, but I think he's, he has to be the focal point to be as effective as what he's been for years. Well, I mean, if you look at, like, his, his general career, until that Helsinki move, he was actually like a, a, a number 10 attacking mid. And you can see his link up play, and like it looks more comfortable being deeper. Like I'm watching him right now, just like outside the D, and he's just flicking the ball around. Because uh, like yeah, that's because like, that's the thing. I don't know what happened. I think having having Edward, I think we played brilliant together. Oh, they would. I reckon actually. Like, no, see what you're saying, Joe, about Morelos being the focal point. Like I've always said that too, right? But I just I don't know what it is, right? But I just don't think Morelos could work well with someone uh, someone else alongside him. I think he just can he, he's more suited to playing that just that like lone striker role, you know? And he's 
Like as we were saying, he's 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 his link up play has been really good. Like his link up play, his hold up play, all that kind of stuff has been brilliant. And defenders are still glued to him because say what you want about him, even though his confidence is low and his form might not be the best, like he's still a threat. No matter like, and all he need he needs is that chance at times, you know. And obviously he messed that one up there, but Morelos is still a big asset for us. Scott, you're saying that he can't play for our striker, but like he's playing with Kima Roof to his right, who's essentially the central striker. But that's what I mean. No, I don't. I think. I think. Morelos, no, I'm saying Morelos. I think is more suited as playing as a like a lone striker, and plus as well, like see Roof though. Oh, like Roof. See recently for us, he's been playing out out, out wide for us, right? But Aye. I'm talking about just see, for example, you're going to do a four four two, right? I don't think Morelos could really adapt to that kind of style of play playing alongside another striker, if you get what I'm saying, you know. Like, see, Roof, when he's out wide, right, when he cuts inside, that's perfect. He can do that, like, perfectly well. But see, just playing alongside someone else in a 4-4-2 system, like a two-striker system, in my opinion, I don't think you'd be see the best of Morelos in that, if you get me. I don't know if I, if I agree with you, but if I, I, can, I can see exactly what you mean. If he, he's like in a classic over to system, you always have one player that drops a bit deeper. I think Alfie is ticks that off. Roof can drift wide, but he's not really wide because Alfie drops deep and then Roof becomes central. Really, we don't have a right mid. Our right mid's Tav, let's be honest, who's also a striker sometimes. <laughs> like, it's amazing to see how far Tav has came on. Like, well, I remember last season, he was very inconsistent and he was making more mistakes than usual. Like this season though he just looks like a completely different player and I think we can all agree, right? Uh, that you've even said this plenty of times, Chris. So I think you said it last week as well. James Tavenier are a shoe in for player of the year this season. Oh, absolutely. Um, and he's a right back too. Um, has that ever happened before? Oh I know. Like seventeen goals, thirteen, fourteen assists. That is scary stats for a right back. It really is. And only half for a season as well, not even the full season. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. I know, surprise, surprise. Tav's not even got a wee goal of the night, man. That's unlike him. But he hasn't scored in the last three games. What's going on, man? There's still, there's still time. Oh, a different form. Oh, I know. What's going on? I'd say, you know, we'll see a Bill Leckie article in the press tomorrow saying, what's happened to James Tavenier? No goals in three games. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) (laughs) So what's going on at uh, Celtic Park, Kieran? Um, should have went 3 now up. Um, before he gets subbed off, Turnbull uh, played Edward and uh, two couple of good tackles, blocked two chances by Edward and then McGregor had a third chance to make it 3 and um, blocked as well. So we really should be 3 now up. Uh-huh. How bad is that dominant. pitch by you? That pitch is horrendous. Was oh, this City Park? Oh, it's terrible, man. It looks it's not as bad as yours last season, man. That was horrendous. See, I think no, it's laid down new grass. It either takes or doesn't. I think that's happened last year. Like, it didn't take. Rogers used to say there was a disease or something that, uh, before using certain uh, sectarian jokes. There was a disease on the, <laughs> under the grass. <laughs> but apparently there was a disease or something, and that's why they spent a fortune trying to get it like resurfaced and that, like. We brought on this mud hybrid grass for Netherlands or something. That wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Oh, we're in just caught here. Um, that's like three times that Ibrox has been repitched. And twice, two times, two years in a row, it became absolute shambles by November. 
Oh, is that a corner? It's a cause, like, oh, this one played through the whole way winter, it's not going to help either at all, no. like, because we're not meant to be playing this amount of games on these pitches, it's not, it's not a country that it should. Also, we've got all the, all the sort of Champions League and Europe League qualifiers, so it's tons of more games. Uh, we don't need to worry about that in the middle, so maybe, <laughs> maybe that's why we're here. <laughs> then why is your pitch bad? <laughs> No, that's what I'm saying. We played as many games as yours. I know, I. Well, actually, no, you've got three games ahead of you, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but. Like, it's usual for games probably next season. Next I know, mate. We'll be in Europa League final, mate. Watch this space. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> well, how many games between the Champions League qualifier and the final? So, playing that many games? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can just see Tom Miller. Who's got Tom Miller playing? <laughs> like Tom Miller. What a character. Oh, I don't start with him. I can't be bothered with him. <laughs> How's Edward been first? Um, not great, I won't lie. Because somebody said he had a few nice touches in there, but he's just he's after it. He might keep Johnson going for him. Aye. Uh, Charmed a chance there. It was kind of lit. Played to him. It was like a volley that hurt the ground. It was on target and that, but. It was still a comfortable enough save. Oh, full time at Medemic Park. St. Johnson now, Rangers free, clean sheet, another three points. See right before that, see that that, that corner that goes into the box and Zander Clock takes it off. It's, it's, it's given away for a foul. Zander Clock sort of scuffs up his knuckles. Like, that's, that's sloppy. So we'll get the. Christy, want to do your. Terrible. Oh, Christy, want to do your um, classic Sky Sports scoreline impression? I think I think so. They came up behind. You're still playing, Foxy. I did. Use has a yeah. I used kicked off at six o five. Eastern, the players because half an behind the rest of the world. Yeah, <laughs> kick off with a few minutes late. This um, picture list doesn't show in any full times on the website yet. Well, we've not got we've not got bad teletext. Get that up. Teletext. <laughs> Throwback. Teletext. <laughs> There's actually an old guy, my watch, um, well, not old, but he is an older guy. He actually still does those teletexts because I mind fuck off. I mind video games, I asked him what their score was, and he went, I don't know, I haven't got people teletexts it yet. Right. How many minutes left, Chris, again? Last one. I never knew that I was a good man. I thought I'd be God by now. How many minutes left, Chris? 30 seconds in normal time. 30 seconds? May as well just call it now. I'll get it up. I'm going to hijack you, Chris, sorry, mate. Call it now. <laughs> just call it now the whistle. that's it it's caught out Game, game's over no way John Hughes say get back in this <laughs> right so we'll just say we'll go through the results um, so you know uh, mate, so you we'll can, start you off you can get the haircut like Ailey Barbell in this Scott what'd you say if you can get the haircut like Ailey Barbell <laughs> <laughs> good batter good batter I like that oh, that was that's Ailey Barbell call me Scott Barber yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, to be fair, man, she is very attractive. Yeah, actual I hope, he, I hope Eve does not hear that. She is very attractive, though. I will say. <laughs> um, so we'll go through the results. Um, Livy beat Aki's two 0 tonight. Um, Hibs beat St Mirren one 0 Rangers beat Rangers beat uh, St Johnson three 0 and Mullerwell drew 0 0 with Aberdeen. Yeah, I feel like Christy. I'm not having this. I'm not having you doing the in fact, I can't do the voice, mate. Chris, you do it. Why not? On you go, son. 
Celtic 2, Ross County 0. Hamilton <laughs> Academical 0, Livingston 2. Hibernian 1, St Mirren 0. St Johnson 0, Rangers 3. Motherwell 0, Aberdeen 0. Dundee United 2, Kilmarnock 0. It's Tonor 1, Scott Bradley, nil. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was just hijacking it there and I was like, no, I'll do it, I'll do it, but no. Chris, you, you, you did spot on. It was 1-0 in the Hibs game, I. <laughs> 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 oh man, but it was a good one, boys. Um, pleasure as always. Joe, nice wee camel you made uh, the last uh, half an hour or so. Sorry, boys. Um, so I'll get this uh, uploaded. I'm still rough this Sunday, so I'm sorry I'm not in good form. But uh, <laughs> it's fine. I'll let the gaffer let that slide. <laughs> so, uh, but I boys, pleasure as always, and uh, until next time, guys. Take care, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>